Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, how good's footy? Uh, I think the question you want to ask me is, and you can answer this too, how good's beating the reigning premiers? Feels good. Um, but feels unfortunately, good. unfortunately, I remember losing to them by four points in the grand final last year. So. <laughs> hey, Sean, you're still in the finals. They are straight setted into space. Yeah, that kind of felt familiar. Straight sets, Melbourne. Interesting. It is. Did you boys. So funny. Did you boys see who was there? Twice. Uh, Broden was there? No, no, no. Huh? Simon Goodwin was there. Oh, oh okay. and the girls as they were coming out. And it's like, you Muppet, you've just cursed that football club. Geelong are going to win. <laughs> Good on him. It's the Broden-Simon Goodwin curse. Uh, neither of them will know happiness, I guess. Long may it continue. Well, I mean, <laughs> they did have though. some happiness. They had a lot of happiness like two years yeah. ago. <laughs> Three years ago. But none of them could go. That's true. Well, I mean, Simon Goodwin was there. Simon Goodwin yeah, could go. True. That's also true. Yeah. I Yeah. So was it twenty? This season it was twenty twenty one, wasn't it? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty one. Um, this season someone put up a stat. This year, Melbourne as a collective organisation were twenty nine and four in the home and away series, and then zero and four in finals. That can't be right. <laughs> that's apparently that's what I saw. Twenty nine and four. So Melbourne lost. Melbourne women's team lost how many games during the regular season? One, two. Two. One? So you think the Melbourne men's team lost two games all year? Okay, maybe it's maybe it's not. Maybe, but it's twenty nine and maybe six. I don't. Tom, know, man. that stat shouldn't have even passed like the first barrier of your tests. Hey, Tom, you've got no defenses whatsoever. You see a stat, Sean, you Tom. recreate it in your mind, and you just think it's true. Tom, how many rounds of AFLM was there, and how many rounds of AFLW was there? Do you want me to tell you how many AFLM rounds? Too many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 24 minus the buy, 23. Uh, yep. And then another 10 of AFLW. So that's 33. 29 and 6 then? Does that math work? No. <laughs> Probably not, mate. Uh, mm. 
It's funny watching the know. gears turn. Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't back himself either. Well, can I say the problem is I don't care about Melbourne because my team's gone to the prelim finals, baby, and it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It. Congrats, Tom. Congrats. I... Who are you playing? <laughs> Sean, it's how good's footy gear cup off. I didn't think this would Uh, happen. I thought that there would only be one Haggard's Footy Cup in the finals, and I was flat to lose it. hmm. So flat, so much, so flat about losing it that I'm like Matty Pressbar because I didn't actually take much joy in this win. I was happy for you, Tom, but only on a base level. I'm just too sad. I respect that. Um, Yeah, that's fair. I understand that. Um, I was, I was pretty up and about. Uh, I was. Also nearly died. This game had took me through the full... I don't know how many emotions science has found, but I felt every single one of them on Sunday afternoon in a period of two and a bit hours, which is, too, is not enough time to experience that many feelings. I think in the recently announced Inside Out 2, there is eight feelings. I don't know if that helps. Well, if you were inside me... If you- <laughs> mm. Yep. Good wording. Good. F- nah, if you were inside me on Sunday, you'd be like, "Whoa, this boy eats a lot of HSPs." <laughs> Tom, is one of the um one of the things you were feeling on the weekend was it extreme arrogance? Uh no, never. Hmm. I, I I went into this game and my my thing going in was I had belief because you always do, uh, but I knew that we would have to be we would have to play the best football that we can play. Yep. We would have to be on from the the first minute, yep. and we would have to not take the foot off at any point. And one of the things that we have done really well this year is we start well. We have taken our foot off the gas a few times. So I was nervous. I was hopeful. But there was a part of me that's like, if, if Melbourne win today, and Melbourne were the odds on favourites... Mm-hmm. As if we lost today, I just needed it to be competitive. I couldn't cop us losing by like 40 points or 60 points like the day before. Like, if we were going to go down, we needed to go down swinging. This was my wildest dream realized. There was just a, a moment, I was having a share in the morning and I was like, what if we fucking smash them? What if we North Melbourne them? And while that wasn't the final score, Jesus Christ, for three quarters. Good save. Tom. <laughs> For three you, quarters. We... Having that thought in the shower, you deserved everything that was coming for you in that last quarter. Yeah, geez, Tom, no, how many shower dope. beers were you having? Fuck it, oh. 13. Um, <laughs> well, that's all right. I respect it now. You yeah. only deserve um, the best. <laughs> yeah, it was It was that, like, that was your wildest fantasy. What if, like, what if we, what if we can do this? And then, and for three quarters, we looked like we were going to bury them. And I knew they were going to come. There was no point that I ever, ever felt relaxed like I think we hit 31 points going into the last quarter and I was like it's not enough I need to kick the first two goals of the last quarter and instead they kicked a goal in 19 seconds and then another one two minutes later and I was like that's the opposite of what I needed to happen yeah Tom would a loss have ruined your life no at at that point in the game no no at that point in the game (laughs) because we'd been in such a powerful position where it was like we're going to we're in front for the whole day. We've come out and done exactly what I wanted us to do. A loss would have killed me. Yeah, yeah. But in the shower that morning, would a loss have killed? Would have ruined your life? No. Yeah, it's disgusting, isn't it, Joel? To hear this it out is. loud, it is very yeah. disgusting. Because I was like, I just wanted to fight. That that was the goal because we had nothing to lose. We, disgusting. we were rank outsiders. A disgusting mindset. I just wanted to fight. We're in disgusting um, territory now. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been. I've never met a game of football that couldn't ruin my life. Yeah, no, I agree with that. 
every Not every fair. single game is an opportunity for your life to end. <laughs> I agree with that. That's See, football. I've I've still got a bit of the inner peace from the men's win. It's Tom, funny because I feel like before that win, you still had this attitude. Tom, you had inner peace from the 2009 flag still. I've got inner peace from 07. Yeah. Geelong could shut down as a football club and you wouldn't even be phased. You'd be like, That's Oh, right. no, that would hurt. That would hurt a lot. Uh, don't be would, ridiculous. That would hurt a lot. Quote. That would kill me. I would be exploding. There, that's what I want. Atoms that's crushed. what I want. I would look like Oppenheimer at the end of Oppenheimer, except I would also be the bomb. I want to stand at your funeral, Tom, and then go to the ground where fucking GMHBA's been like destroyed. It's a hole in the ground and just <laughs> scream into it. Look what you've done to my boy. Yeah. That's what I want. Tom? That's what you would have to do. That if, feeling. If, if Geelong ceased to exist as a club, that's what you would have to do. <laughs> Tom, I have that exact feeling from rounds. One to eight, and then rounds 12 to the end of season every year. I love that you get three weeks of just joy. No, in the middle, no, 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 it's numbness. In the middle, it's just like kind of like, oh, a win feels good. I could weather a loss. like Because, um, yeah, the first couple of weeks, of the, uh, the first eight rounds of the season could change anything for me. It's, it, yeah. The start get- of the season is real spicy areas because like if you lose like the first two or the first three you just want to die yeah and you, yeah. you, get, you, you start get riding off your right season there. yep yep well especially in the w when the season is so short the the margin for error in the women's comp is like a, like a like a quarter of what it is in the men's comp and in the men's comp there's still not a lot of wiggle room yeah, yeah no you're right because for the brisbane women's team like i reckon they had two maybe two bad games maybe three at a stretch and i was like this is it it's over yeah, it's over. We had three bad games, well, and it, you almost finished fifth because of it. Yeah, or even lower. Like, came pretty close to fucking. Could have finished like seventh, I think, in that final round. Jesus, insane. Yeah, it's 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 a stressful it's a stressful period. Um, and I think it shows that you can have a wobble, Sean, in the home and away season, as Brisbane did. Geelong had a wobble. Melbourne yes. had a wobble late, and unfortunately, couldn't get back up. What did I tell you, mate? I told you they've come a dry. At the end of the year, they they just they like yes they came at us like lightning in the fourth quarter and I knew they would but for those three quarters I was watching this Melbourne this this Melbourne team this juggernaut team that I was terrified of and Geelong we were just carving them up like our midfielders there were so many passages of play where Amy McDonald Nina Morrison or Georgie Prasparkas there would be four Melbourne players around them. One of them might get a fingernail on them or if they did they just shrug them out of the tackle like they're just they just bulldozed him for three quarters. It was ridiculous. It was mm-hmm. fucking awesome to see. So fucking good. I was trying to do some research, Tom, because I was worried about next week for you because uh, your best player, after I said that she was relatively inconsistent through the year, uh, absolutely dominated. But oh, Nina Morrison awesome. yes. was uh, listed as injured at the end of the game. Nah, but yes, she, she's not injured. No, she was stuck on the bench. She, um, she was getting so they they interviewed Dan Lather afterwards and he said she'd come off with a calf cramp and they were working on it and he looked to her when the ball came back for that goal and he was like she's not going to be able to make it back on in time for the six 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 yeah he was like I back him in stay on the bench <laughs> oh boy oh. <laughs> he also said if he had any more hair left it would have gone <laughs> that's good this is the problem for coaches yeah boldness start bold yeah, yeah start not, bold. not to um. This is our weekly venture into the NBA. Tom knows this very well. Um, 
so many. I, I actually one thing I love about watching basketball is looking at the coaches. They all look like they want to die. They all look like all their kids hate them. Their fucking marriages have fallen apart. Their life is hanging in the balance every <laughs> single game. It's 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 pure entertainment. The only one who looks semi okay is Steve Kerr because he's overseen maybe the most <laughs> successful team of the last eight years. Yeah. And it's been easy for him. So he's got a full head. He's the only one with a full head of hair. They yeah. need to shave their heads. There's a guy for the, Who's the coach for the Knicks? He oh, looks like he's ready. Name, but yeah, he looks like he's, to- he's been married seven times. <laughs> <laughs> every, every minute of basketball is taking a hundred years of his life. Yeah, Steve Kerr does look really good, but I reckon like um, the morning after the game the other day, he probably was brushing his hair in the mirror and a few little hairs fell out and he went, fuck, Draymond Green. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, the other day when um, Gilgis Alexander hit 36 or 40 or something absurd like that and buried Mm. him in OT, he got up the next day. So he lost some with Draymond. He got up the next day and he's like, are these bags under my... What the fuck is this? (laughs) He calls up his old teammate, Michael Jordan. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Michael's Jordan's like, just like, it's happening to you. <laughs> happened to me in the ni- 80s. <laughs> I own Charlotte. It'll happen to you. <laughs> Going back to AFLW and injuries, though, uh, and just a shout out to our good friend Gemma Bastiani, who's written a very funny article about this. Uh, Guncat, probably unlikely for prelim. Uh, star Geelong forward Chloe Shear is racing against the clock to be available for a size preliminary final on Saturday against Brisbane. She fractured her collarbone. <laughs> yeah, against it's, it's one of those ones where they're never going to say this. Like she's not a chance. I reckon by Tuesday, Lather will come and be like, "Yeah, she didn't get up." Yeah, cause um, which is a real shame because she's she was our best goal kicker. I love her as a player. The fact also that we beat Melbourne without our number one goal kicker and mm-hmm. we kicked seven seven goals. And had a lot of different avenues to goal. Like Amy McDonald has never kicked more than one goal in a game. She kicked the first two, both fucked goals from stoppages. Um, Jackie Parry was marking everything, and Maloney had a quieter game this week up forward. But geez, her ability to like, if she doesn't win the mark, get to the drop of the ball at the back and just burn her defender and bomb it forty-five meters down the line to a contest. Yeah, is un is unbelievable. Every every line just. Lifted and found these extra little bits, and yes, like your, your big names, your Morrison's, your Prasparkas's, your your McDonald's, they were awesome, both McDonald's. But it's like Renee Gehring is playing her last. Every game now is her last game because she's retiring. Yeah, she's laying huge tackles. Like in in every forward stoppage, she looks like she's about to murder somebody every time the ball gets thrown up. She just flat is flattening people trying to get to the ball. Like Shelley Scott had a huge game. Darcy Maloney had a huge game. Georgie Rankin had an awesome game on Alyssa Bannon. Like. These are these are the next tier of players who are just humming, and it's it's really exciting to see, and it's good to see that belief. Um, and there was an interview with Becky Webster today that friend the Gemma also did, where Gemma was talking about how Becky Webster and the team rolled in, being like, "Well, we belong here, so we can win, and that's all that matters. We belong <laughs> at this final, in this game, in this competition against Melbourne." And it was it was so exciting to see the last quarter. I think took. 30 to 50 years off my life. As I, I feel how the New York Knicks coach looks. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I'm concerned. <laughs> I I had to stand. So I was I watched it at home. Um, I did have tickets. My mum and dad went. Sean, we were going to go. Yeah. COVID fucked our plans. So yep. mm-hmm. um, we, I watched it from home. My mum and dad still went. Yep. I saw them on the TV twice. Yeah, they got some, they got some primetime seats. They got some good seats. A the, lot ca- of crowd the, the camera loves Terrence. It does. It's just drawn to him. Yeah. Um, 
He's a star. And they of said the... the crowd was silver screen. Mm. <laughs> He's going to be my most watched on Letterbox by the end of this year. <laughs> yeah. going my dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he um. They were saying the crowd was re- the Geelong crowd was really rowdy. They were doing chants the whole game, like from start to finish. The vibes were in- incredible, but obviously I couldn't be there to experience that. So instead, for the whole last quarter, as it suddenly became turbo stress, I had to stand behind my couch so that I was close to the balcony just in case. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, if I am um, not mistaken, I think there was more people at the Essendon Geelong game than there was the Melbourne Geelong semi. Yes. Yeah, so 5,700, which is the most ever for a semi. Yep. Um, and from what I've heard, a pretty healthy Geelong crowd too, which is awesome to hear. Like, that's Melbourne's home game. They had party buses that drove people up the highway, which is... I love that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Fuck. Those buses would have been humming on the way home. Your Sad parents should have caught the bus. I... Yeah, no, they caught the train, so the dad mm. could eat a Stras roll on the train. Like, the party train. thing to do. <laughs> I... Hey, T-Man was on it. It's always a party train. <laughs> if Essendon had a party bus that drove to Geelong and then we beat Geelong, I'd, I'd be asking to drive the bus back and would be driving <laughs> yeah. fast and drifting frequently. <laughs> and the horn would be absolutely copying it. The horn would just be your club song, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just... As you drift past yeah. the BP yeah. near the airport, taking out four cars, doesn't matter. <laughs> they let you go. The cops let you go. They're like, what happened? Essendon won. Oh, no charge, sir. No charge. Driving 170 kilometers an hour, d- entirely sideways, taking up four <laughs> lanes of traffic. Be beautiful. Um, but yeah, that, that whole last quarter, I, I had to yeah watch from standing up. And to the point where like it, it took like 10 seconds for me to realize that the clock had finished... They weren't paying a mark. The ball was dead. The game was over. So, like, the siren went, and there's there's probably 10 seconds before I actually could actually get excited and cheer because I was still stuck, as you said, Sean, in a certain territory, and it was not my territory. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> was- you were you're rattled, Tom. The way they came home, I mean, what what helped us is they kicked those sort of they, they, those quick few goals, and then a huge play from Darcy Maloney to Ash Maloney. Like that's a that's a ripping kick at speed through traffic over the back of three Melbourne defenders, and yeah. she's just used her body beautifully, clutch mark. And I have to say, directly in front, I was also stressed. I'm like, I've seen her miss this exact shot before mm. because she's got a bit of that Irish hook kick to it, mm-hmm. but sailed through, and uh, that was the one we needed. Like we, that was it. That was the goal that we wanted by, and yeah. I just knew that if if we went to OT, extra time. I didn't know if we had. Well, I didn't know if we had any more to give. Tom, mm. <laughs> overtime would have been your worst nightmare because, for anyone who is unaware, Melbourne kicked five goals two in the last quarter, compared to Mel- uh, Geelong's one one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you would have you would have lost by ten goals if it went to overtime. Well, we don't know. You never know. I nearly messaged you, Tom, with three minutes to go. Because I sort of was feeling pretty certain I was going to be like, I think you're home now, Tom. Because it felt to me like you'd weathered. They had that burst at the start of the quarter, and then you sort of balanced things out a bit. And I thought, yeah, there was like a ten minute period this. in the middle, and yeah, then, all and of a then ten seconds, ten seconds after I was thinking of messaging that Melbourne just took it down and kicked a goal, and I went, oh boy, <laughs> fucking hell. yeah, <laughs> and it, then another it, one. It was that thing. It was that thing of like Eden Zanker, who had been like. Claudia Gonjag had done such a good job on Zanka all day. And then and Zanka she just went said, ballistic. Yeah, just what if I kick three goals in the last quarter? 
Massive. Um, but she hasn't kicked. That was her. She hadn't kicked a goal for like eleven quarters or something absurd like that up until that point. Jesus. Mm. Tom, I loved Meg Mack's game. Oh, I just think real she's captain's a, game. She's an awesome leader. She's my no, second she's favorite team. <laughs> I know, I know, mate. She she deserves. Hey, she deserves a medal. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not this time. But you know, you're talking about Geelong saying that they believe, and it's 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 kind of what what you've watched for the last few years. They've just been building towards it. There's kind of yep. like it reminds me a bit. Actually, both both semifinals this week reminded me of the men's prelim final in 2020, where Geelong smashed Brisbane. Yep. Where we came away from that game, and Brisbane were just kind of like. They're just too like they're just bigger and stronger. Like the yeah. development wise, they're just years ahead of us, and we've got to you know bring new people in. We've got to keep training harder. Geelong have sort of been building. I think like even if you played this game last year, Melbourne would have smashed you. I think. Oh well, you look at last year. We lose that elimination final to North by three or four points. Yeah, and it's like yeah, and and you know the year before that we miss out on finals, but we have a couple of couple of close losses so it's like oh we're getting there and even earlier in this year as the team was still starting to gel like Melbourne smashed us by 49 points Mm. and it was a lot of stuff at the back they were able to get free too much and it's basically it feels like Dan Lowther and the team went away his coaching team they looked at that game they went to the players and they were like all right this is what Melbourne did to us last time and they didn't do it for for three and a half quarters really Mm -hmm. um and I'm very, I'm really proud of them. It was, it was fucking awesome. Meg Mac was awesome. Again, it was every player lifted and and did their part, and that's what you need. You need everybody in. And Kate Darby too, just like she was clunking everything. It's just so good to see just these these players lift and have a bit of have a bit of belief. And again, very funny that Melbourne went out in straight sets in both legs. That very is funny. very they looked, funny. They looked unbeatable earlier in this season. What are your um, expectations for next week, Tom? Um. We're going to go up to fucking Springfield and we're going to fucking give you an absolute run for it, Sean. Game on. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Powerful words from a fuckwit of a man. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, the, the, the positive I take from this prelim matchup is that at least how good's footy is in the grand final regardless of the result. Yeah, that's a great point. A very great point. Friendship um, makes the grand final. And like, I really I don't know what to expect with Brisbane. There's been games this year where I'm like, what is going on up there? Yeah. Something's something's wrong with this team. And then there are other times where I'm like, the pressure's through the roof and they're fucking they look unstoppable. So it's just that, that, what that what Brisbane is, is gonna show me. up, what Brisbane uh is Geelong's level of play gonna allow to show up. Yeah. I it could be a great game. It would be fun. How much how much petrol do we have left in the tank after this week? <sighs> well, you never know. I thought you were going to say how much petrol will it take us to drive to Queensland and watch this game. Are we flying hours. up, Tom? <laughs> oh, my dad immediately sent me a screenshot of uh, Jetstar tickets. Yeah, how much the prices uh, decent? Not bad, actually. Only yeah. ninety bucks. Ninety bucks. What'd you say? Yeah, ninety dollars. Jesus Christ, Tom! Then you've, got to get, then you've got to get from the Gold Coast to Springfield. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, getting from the Gold Coast to Brighton Homes Arena is a one-hour drive. So, for anyone who's listening to this, and that's Geelong to Melbourne. <laughs> yep. Whew. Anyone that's listening, get on a plane. Sean, you know what to do. Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway, the other final that we haven't spoken about because it was semi-finals this week. 
Uh, Adelaide did to Sydney what everyone expected to happen, which was beat them by 67 points. Yes, this is a case of a team that is um, very much like a second-year team and just physically are not sort of capable of matching it with the big, big guns. Yeah. And Adelaide, you know, along with Brisbane and Melbourne, they're about as seasoned as a team gets, really, in this comp. Um, What's that? They're too fucking good. It felt like watching, um, you know, when like an up and coming tennis player rolls into like an, a, a, a one of the big slams, right? Yeah, and they make ago, a semi final or they make a final and surprise, yeah. and everyone's riding the wave and they think, whoa, anything could happen. And then, bam, and they run sets. into a Rafael Nadal, Roger yeah. Federer, you know, six Andy one, Murray, six one of the two, big six, three or four. Six love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's that, that's what it feels like. It feels like, although maybe the, maybe the tide is shifting with Melbourne being straight setted, so maybe maybe there is that development coming. I don't know. Nah, Melbourne yeah. Melbourne just look like shit. Their their last 3 weeks, they were just a shadow. They were just a completely different team. It's crazy. I think that some of Melbourne's lists are going to be overshadowed by younger talent coming through. I think that some of the stars of the last couple of seasons and Melbourne aren't the only team where this is going to happen, but there's a couple of like huge AFLW stars that will not be able to compete with like 19-year-olds in the next couple of years because the 19-year-olds are going to be so much better. Yeah, and I think maybe hopefully this result for Melbourne for the rest of us might finally see them start to lose some players to other teams. That'd be nice. Well, yeah. It was interesting in the in the coverage immediately after the game, I was watching it on Fox and they had Ellie Blackburn and Ruby Schleicher on. And Ruby Schleicher was like, I hope, like that's going to be the interest is what they were like, oh, you know, what happens next for Melbourne? How do they regroup? And Ruby's like, well, it's not even that. It's can they keep their list together another season? Because it was like, oh, we'll stick together for the premiership defence. All right, well, now, you know, people are going to come knocking for, like, various people, especially with the trade period being expanded again. And people will see what Chloe Malloy did at Sydney, and there'll be people that'll be like, maybe I want to do that. Maybe I want to be part of, like, a new club. Yep. Called the Brisbane Lions. (laughs) (laughs) I want some big guns. Bring them home. Who's who's from Queensland in that team? No, from? I don't know. Like when they move there, then it's called home. Tom, anyone yep. can come home. Anyone can come home. That's true. Hey, yeah. if you're going to Brisbane, you're going home. Doesn't mm. matter who you are or where you're from. Let's bring yeah, Taylor Harris home. Home's arena. Yeah, bring yeah. Taylor Harris home. Although yeah. she struggled this year. I think I think she was injured, particularly yeah. in this yeah. game. She looked like she was struggling. But also, just going back to the result, this doesn't hurt Sydney in any way. Them beating Gold no. Coast was their grand final, basically. Yeah, their round two, uh, round one win was their grand final. Like they didn't win a single game last year. They their whole, uh, you know, their goal was let's can we win two or three games. Yeah, they exceeded that. They make the finals. They win a huge final away, and it's like yes, look, you would have loved them to be competitive. And for like for most of that first quarter and even parts of the second quarter. You're looking at it and you're going, oh, the scoreboard's getting away from them a bit, but like they look they look like they can they they're, they're competing in their they're tackling and they're running. They just yeah. they just can't get through the score and then they couldn't break through numbers. the wall. Yeah. Like yeah. and particularly like yeah, the scoreboard's close in that first quarter, but like the inside fifties were something like fifteen to two or thirteen to two or something like that. At quarter well, time. That's it. And eventually and it's just like eventually, eventually just you just breaks. can't compete with that. You just can't. Adelaide's just yeah, runs in waves and are too powerful. And got too many guns. And Hashard had like one of the best finals games ever. She had the most disposals in a final ever with thirty six. And 
Is there was there a stat where like um, thirty plus and two goals hasn't been done in a final yet? Uh, I don't know if that's a stat, but she definitely did do that. Yeah, I think yeah. that was a thing. Ten as well. marks, six tackles, two goals, thirty six touches, one hundred and fifty three fantasy points. Yeah, just yum yum. Went absolutely off chops. What was also interesting is um the. Dan, uh, Danielle Ponta being used further up the ground. She had like nine clearances and like 20 touches or something like that. Mm. Like, I'm used to seeing her as a small forward. Adelaide do this thing every season where they just like, they just shuffle the magnets around and it fucking works for yeah. them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Great coach. One of the best. So, he's, so he's, he's, he's always so calm on the, on the boundary. Every time, every time they cut to him, he's just sipping some water out of a fucking little plastic, a little paper yeah. cup. It's funny because if you just looked at a photo of him, you'd assume he's the most stressed man in the world. He looks so fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> he's looked like that even when he was a player for Brisbane back in the day. He's just always sort of had like bags under his eyes and you're like, man, you it need to get like, some sleep. Yeah, motherfucker looks like he goes to bed at 3am and gets up at 5.30. He probably does. He's just watching watching game tape constantly. <laughs> That's why he's so relaxed. Yeah. He's numb from no sleep, but also he's watched every game. <laughs> I think he's drinking water out of the paper cup, but it's just constant coffee, just all, all game. <laughs> farmers, uh, farmers unionized he, coffee. I think a hundred percent. If you get close to him, did we get told that was from South Australia? Vibrant. It is. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Right? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah, yeah, I believe that is true. Um, so, how are you both feeling about next week? I know uh, Tom's already voiced his feelings. Actually, you both have. How are we feeling about the other game? Uh, I think that Adelaide will win. Huge. It it should be juicy. North look like they really set themselves. They're kind of sick of losing to to all the good teams around them. Yeah. Um, so they were happy to bash Melbourne, and they'll probably be pretty keen to do it to Adelaide. I just don't know if they will. Adelaide. I they only know. lost by three points in the corresponding game, and it was that one where Neve Campbell kicked that. A uh, Neve Campbell, Neve Kelly kicked that goal with like. A few seconds left, and then and then North had a couple of chances yeah. at the other end and missed them. Won't shock me at all if North win, but I just reckon Adelaide have another level to go. Accuracy will be the thing. Like when sometimes when Adelaide lose, they can be as dominant as they want in the midfield and with the tackling pressure and the disposals and all of that. But like they need to actually convert it. Yeah. Uh, just going on what Tom said, would love to see Neve Campbell get amongst the AFLW. She might mm. be a bit old, but I think she's still got the magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do some scream at the MCG, baby. Yeah. Also, Ghostface at full forward. For us, I think we probably want North to win, just so that we finally get a fucking grand final down here after all these years. Oh. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. If North win, it will be in Melbourne. Even if even if Brisbane win, because Brisbane were fourth and North were third. Is that that's right, isn't it? That is yep. correct, yeah. So North North yep. are the number one seed, which is why I find it interesting that their game is on Sunday, Sunday. afternoon. Yep. The game, I, I would the have thought is Sunday afternoon. The top team gets first crack at a prelim because then you get a longer yeah. break. So I'm confused by that. Especially, oh no, I guess if North win, it won't matter. If North win, it's going to be in Melbourne. They're not going to have to yeah. travel as well. Sean. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't really know why they've done it. Sean. I don't think they've explained it. Here's why they've done it. In AFLW, anything goes. It's fucking wild. Um so if North if North win and Brisbane win, I will be very happy, but also a little bit heartbroken because I'm actually not going to be here Grand Final weekend. I'm oh gonna, no! I'm, I'm already going to be in Germany. Um, 
taking the yeah. game abroad. Gonna have to. Yeah. Does KO work overseas? No. But I know <laughs> oh. A little trick for all of our listeners, if they're based in Australia and they go overseas and they want to use KO, if you've got a Australian uh, phone, if yep. you turn off Wi-Fi, KO will work, even though you're mm. abroad. Um, mm. Obviously, you need a juicy data plan and use of your phone while you're overseas, but that will work. But the moment you connect to Wi-Fi, it'll be like, whoop, you're actually not where you're meant to be. Fuck off. I'll, I'll find a way. Yeah. I mean, like, I know that... Can you not watch it on the AFLW app? Oh, yeah, actually. I'm AFL, pretty sure. AFLW is easier. Actually, yeah, yeah you might AFLW still be able to do app, that. Yeah. They, you can watch it through the app. Yeah. Um, but even, like, I know, like, my girlfriend was over there when the men's grand final was on, and she, like, went to, like, there was an event at a pub there, and people yeah. were watching it. I don't know if it'll be the same for W, but I, yeah. I would hope so. It'd be huge if it is. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to I'll have to host an event over there. <laughs> <laughs> Within like two days of getting there. Yeah. That reminds me, don't we have a German um listener who plays in a footy team over there? Maybe. Oh yeah, Moritz. Moritz? Moritz, hit up the show. Maybe I could um swing by and coach a game while I'm over there. I don't know if the timing's <laughs> gonna line up. <laughs> Better uh, dust up on your German, mate. <laughs> I think everyone understands Fuck! <laughs> Kick it forward, you stupid cunts! <laughs> Where's the nearest bridge? <laughs> if you miss this shot, I will kill myself. <laughs> All right, so that's the two games and the two upcoming games for AFLW taken care of. But there's a couple more things we need to just get through before we can end today's episode. Uh, Once, I have a question for you. Mm. How good's cricket? Tom, I am so tired, and that's because I woke up at 8.30 this morning after going to bed at quarter past 3 a.m. <laughs> because I accidentally watched the entire World Cup final. The stamina on you is insane, mate, because I angrily fell asleep after <laughs> Mitch Marsh threw his wicket away. <laughs> oh, which means that you slept through uh, uh, Steve Smith. Oh. Uh, the no review. <laughs> not reviewing a plum not out decision. Yeah, I've Sick since caught it. up and watched that. He, Madness from him. He's an idiot. Yeah. But well, he, he, he did try. Travis he, head. Yeah, he trusted Travis Head. And then he went, mm, okay. I, I think Travis went, I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for what, anyone- what was funny was that um, I, I went to bed because it was getting late when Australia was starting to bat. And I set my iPad up and I was sort of like watching it in bed. And then when I got angry that Mitch Marsh went out and I messaged you guys and said, fuck this, I'm going to sleep, I forgot to turn the iPad off. So I woke up like in the early hours of the morning and KO had started repeating the um, the broadcast. Yep. And I went, fuck, did we win? And it was on like a bit where like after the game, everyone looked really happy. And I was like, shit, Maxwell's smiling. I think we won the fucking game. And then I went back through <laughs> and was watching highlights. At probably like, I don't know. What time did the game end? Because I was watching stuff at probably six in the morning. Uh, the game ended at about... 10 to 3 or like <laughs> 5 to 3. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, so for anyone who is unaware, Australia versus India in the Cricket World Cup final, a place where Australia probably was was so lucky to make finals, let alone make the final. And uh we had to win we had to win 7 in a row to get through the group <laughs> stages because we dropped the first two. Yep. And we had some some shaky moments and also some big goddamn hero moments from head Maxwell, Zampa, Marsh, just some some boys who look like they were dead lifting. So 
uh, for example, there was a game against Afghanistan where we were 7 for 74. Uh, but then Glenn Maxwell made 201 not out of 132 balls. Uh, we while not being able to walk properly. While Full be- body cramp. <laughs> uh, there was another game where, again, Glenn Maxwell made 100 off what? 40 39. balls? 39. Uh, beat the previous... Fastest ever century. Beat it by like seven balls though. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, it's juicy shit. Adam Zampa is now the equal highest wicket-taker for Australia in a World Cup series. Yep. Um, Adam he Zampa. He, he had a, a game name. where he took four. <laughs> <laughs> he took four and then I think batted like 40 or something in the chase like to just and if you go on his instagram it is fucked and it's great he seems like him and travis head are maybe best friends based on what he keeps posting <laughs> they and it's a dangerous combo he's got he's got slicked blonde hair and an earring and he's a spinner and he loves his wife and he loves his farm and his his username on instagram is lemon lemoncello puppy has he got a farm <laughs> yeah horses hmm. And he's a wife guy. And a wife guy. And Sean, you should see how he fucking looked at his own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He loves loves also wearing the most fuck sunnies in the world. Also, so he was playing with like either a back or a shoulder injury. Travis Head came back with a, from a fractured finger or hand. Multiple times players were going down injured. Marnus Labashain, who ended up playing the whole series, wasn't supposed to be there. Like, and was a key part of being the solid, you know, person at the other end while Travis Head was going, doing fireworks. Like, there's so many layers to this this victory. And uh, the best part about it is England came fucking last or something. Don't care if they didn't come last. They, they basically came last. <laughs> and India rolled into this full of, we're going to fucking win. And Virat Kohli, get fucked, big dog. I like Virat. I've met him and he was I nice. Do too. I, I do as well. Yeah, I think he's a nice boy who's a psycho on the cricket pitch. He's lippy, but he's switched on lippy. Yeah. He's lippy. like Michael Voss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it also I think the thing that was great to see was um 
Cummins' captaincy in the first innings in this final looks so good. Like, I think at one point there was like 96 or 98 overs uh, balls without a... Uh, it was 98, is, 98 balls without a boundary, and the only yeah, team that is, went longer was Netherlands. Who finished last? Was the Netherlands. And... Also, at one point, over seven overs, used eight bowlers just to completely disrupt what India were trying to get a read on anything happening. I love that. That's juicy. Um, He's a good captain. Yeah, a lot of people- Won the toss and went, we'll have a field, thanks, champ. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the fuck? India's going to make 600. Mm. Wrong. Travis Head, Travis Head took a fucked catch as well. Travis Head took a fu- oh. Such a fucked catch. Um, yeah, it was really good stuff. I'm very tired, um, but- I'd do it all again. I get sucked <laughs> into cricket madness so easy. The Joel, moment- you're, you're a cricket boy. Yeah. Um, is this is this Australia's best World Cup win ever? No, I don't think so. I think mm, okay. that uh, not with the context. Well, I think the I think it poor start, injured good. players, selection issues. Um, massive, massive home ground advantage to India. Yeah. Overwhelming favourites. I think that all of those things play into it, but I think that and this is going to sound crazy, but I think that the standard of team at the moment across the board is lower than usual. Interesting. Like, I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I agree with that. I agree. I think with that, what? No, with what Joel said. I think that if you compare the teams, like the teams that South Africa or India or England, for example, have rolled into World Cups with before. Yeah, these ones don't stack up anywhere near as high. This I disagree. This Indian team that we beat on the weekend is one of the stronger Indian teams they put forward for some years. Their yes. bowling attack was Tom. fit and firing. Their yes. batting attack was juicy. Yep. Yes, there's no such in Tendulkar, but Virat Kohli's Tom. out there. Like fuck Tom. Him. Joel means collectively all <laughs> the teams. He means we got a weak England. We got South Africa who just couldn't get it done. Sri Lanka, like just West Indies teams have been stronger in the past, is I what think he means. No West Indies. Hmm? No West Indies. In West the, Indies didn't qualify, which in is the why past, the are in, in the past, we've had strong West Indies teams. <laughs> mm, I, <laughs> I disagree. I think I think this I is I don't know how you can I, I don't know how you can disagree. Australia Tom. have had stronger teams before. Which is why this makes this huge. No, it is. I'm not it is huge, away but it. Tom, it's Joel's massive. saying that Joel's not having a crack at India, the quality of their team. He just means other teams that we played against have in the past had stronger outfits. Tom, okay. Tom, I'll reframe it. You know how every team can be bad in AFL? Yes. So Australia are at points in the last couple of years have been ranked number one team in certain areas of cricket, and they have still not been a good team. Yep, agree. Not, not that they're not likable. I like even our shit teams. I love them. Love Adam Zampa. Love fucking Glenn Maxwell. Love Travis Head. Joel, spot on. There have been times when say Australia's been like the number one ranked test team in the world, and to um, believe in that hype is to paper <laughs> over cracks that have been in the team. But also, I will say that this has been a fucking huge year, and it absolutely points out that Pat Cummings was right. He is a yep. jet, and Justin Langer can fuck off. Yep, agree with everything you're saying, Justin Joel. Who? Yeah, exactly, Tom. Tom, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take away from the fact that we won this World Cup, which we and it was a heist. It was a fucking heist. This was fucking Ocean's <laughs> Eleven or fucking Ocean. 
That's why he loved it, Tom. Ocean's 12. I do love a heist. I think it's it's probably maybe the most important win it's... <laughs> of Cummins' career oh, okay. as a captain. That all back. I thought you were going to say most um, important <laughs> World Cup I win think, for I Australia. Think he's, no, no, no. I think, I think he came in and there's, there's been a lot of pressure on him since the Langer stuff and there's been a lot of outside noise and there was even criticisms of him going home earlier this year or mid last, late last year. No, he ditched the IPL. Um, when his mum... When his mum died. Yep. And so there was a lot of like, oh, he should have been there. You know, does he care? It, basically, people like to jump on him because he's he's not a fuckhead. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's a huge move from him. And I think it's a very gutsy win. I think 03 is probably the better World Cup victory. That one was fucked. <laughs> that's the comeback. That's the that's the the one that we you know we had to win to make up for the one we lost type situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Coming. Didn't we, didn't we win in '99? Yep. That's the Shane Warne. Uh, where those photos of Shane Warne with the stump come from? Yeah. So Tom, in 03, what were they? What, was it why, 03? They won consecutive World Cups. So. Yeah, but I think it was like we went into that one. Hang on, I'm looking up the cricket World Cup. <laughs> I think we also won 07. This was our sixth. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it it's was good a- to say that Tom's stats are just as fucking messy, no matter what sport it is. Hey Tom, when you Google the cricket World Cup, did do you get the same thing I just did? I guess I did. Uh, so, Sean, if you look up Cricket World Cup at the moment, you get fireworks, and those fireworks make the Australian flag. <laughs> oh, that's juicy. Did you guys play the game, the Google game? No. Uh, I think it may have only been happening during the actual game. So when you checked the scorecard last night, it came up with an option to pick what country you're playing for, and then you would, you're, you're batting against these different balls that are coming at you. And it was like it was collecting the scores of everyone. So like India had like over a hundred million points just because there's so many people. Yeah, and Australia had like eighteen million. So they smashed us. It was a fucking hard game. Yeah, yeah. Tom, in two thousand and three. Yeah. So Sean, you're right. We won in ninety nine, oh three, and oh seven. We won three 07. in a row. Hmm. The uh, middle one sticks out for me, and I don't know why. There was something going into that that was like you. Which is the one where Steve Waugh. Told the guy you just dropped the World Cup. I think it's 03. <laughs> 03, maybe, yeah. It's one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. <laughs> it's it's so massive. Um I love how silent Steve War is these days. You just never really hear from him. Yeah, this is the one where um Ricky Ponting scored 140 not out and Glenn McGrath took three wickets. Um 2003 is sh- that's exactly when the drug saga starts for Shane Warne. He gets sent to two. He gets sent home two two days into the tournament. Whoa, that's right. That's right. Okay, I knew there was something massive about 03. It was we lose warning. Uh, South Africa pack. <laughs> 2003 is crazy. The crazy. It's a, and but also the teams are juicier too. Like it's Tendulkar, it's um, uh, Verenda, like it's big names in India. Which is yeah, that's the exact fucking point Joel made five minutes ago. <laughs> that yeah, you jumped down saying. my throat about. Okay, the okay. Tournament- I think we need to move on to emails. Hey, Joel, have we got any emails, buddy? Just really quickly, listen to this, though. For the 2003 World Cup, the tournament saw numerous upsets with South Africa, Pakistan, West Indies, and England all being eliminated at the group stage. And Whoa. South Africa missed out by one run after <laughs> misreading the Duckworth-Lewis method rules. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so good. Jesus fucking Christ. 
Joel, may I make a comment on something I've noticed in the footy tipping? Yes, Sean. As you're both aware, the footy tipping is over. Yep. We don't tip in the finals. No. Now, Joel, analysis paralysis. Yep. This won't shock you. They've continued to tip during the finals. Yep. And in doing so, have moved back into first position. Yep. And I just want to make it very clear to them. They definitely have not won this thing, and they will not win this thing. No. They lost. They <laughs> fucked up. The most catastrophic fuck-up anyone's ever made in the history of the world. They were India. And they're still a coward for not reaching out to the show to yep. apologize. Yep. Um, they were India, and the rest of the tipping was Australia. Yep. Heist. <laughs> I Yeah, I cannot stress enough how fucked up it is that we won the World Cup this week, though. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. It's, it's cooked. Hmm. The whole tournament was cooked from start and to finish. Everyone yeah. should it's check out. It's very funny too, just on yeah, just on Adam Zampa and and the whole thing and us not winning or whatever. There's a post he posted on his Instagram a photo of him in his like cricket gear, just holding a piece of paper that says receipts, and the caption on the photo is "Say less." <laughs> uh, also, someone commented being like the uh, the game was rigged, and he liked that comment, then turned comments off. <laughs> uh, Hagrid's cricket, never in doubt. Frustration that that person, because yeah, if you go onto any Australian cricket player's Instagram at the moment, and I'm sure it'll change in the next couple of days, a lot of death threats. Oh yeah, a lot of death threats, a lot of calling them cunts, uh, a lot of yep, insults that don't translate super well to English. So a uh, chaos. <laughs> yeah, it's all happening. But yeah, Adam Zampa, he's embracing it. He's posting videos of. <laughs> Travis Head somehow looking like a hundred times more fucked than he's ever looked in his life. <laughs> it's good stuff. Anyway, uh, Sean, Tom, yes, listeners, just a reminder, you can send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. And this week we've got a couple. Jess has emailed in. Hey, boys. First, I want to welcome back Sean. It's so good to hear your voice again. Second, here is a proof of my shrine of sadness. One for all of my badges of players who have left who have left us and Ryan Lester, as I promised. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe Monaghan had a brief stay on said shrine as well, but seeing as we won against Adelaide, she has had a chance come off. That being said, she's on thin ice. If we don't win the grand final, she'll be right back there next to Lester. Go Lions. Yeah. I- yes. I love she has two active players on the Shrine of Sadness. Yeah, I love this. So um, a few weeks back, Phoebe Monaghan sort of came up in the Brisbane chat. She was doing a few Ryan Lestery sort of things in the back line. Yep. And I think I said she is the women's team's Ryan Lester. And um, I'm glad to see she's hovering on the edge of the Shrine. So the Shrine currently contains, and I reckon that this player can probably come off because they've gone to football heaven. Jess Wushner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesse Wardlaw. Yeah. Greta Bodie. Mm. Lucinda Puller. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Lester. That's where he belongs. And it's a corkboard, and the corkboard has a note pinned to it as well that says corkboard of sadness <laughs> with a drawing of a face crying. Uh, every word is in a different color, so I respect the uh, craftsmanship there, yeah. Jess. And uh, I'll post it on our Instagram if you're cool with it. All right, and finally to bring us home, an email from Alex. And this is good. I've just had just a quick scan. It's juicy. Subject, there's a new arrogant team in town. 
Last week on The Siren, having watched Geelong dominate my beloved Bombers, I wished for them to have a repeat of their last game against Melbourne and suffer as I suffered. However, when I flicked on the match Sunday and saw the Cats up by 30, I realized how funny it would be for another straight set steamed exit this year. The McClelland winners and so-called best team in the league getting a combined zero finals wins between them. Most arrogant team more like it! Maybe the men's and women's team can get together over summer and brainstorm how... <laughs> How it's a game of four quarters, not a game of piss about for a half and then flick the switch. <laughs> Go Cats. Presparkus for life. <laughs> P.S. Love it. Juicy deal at JB Hi-Fi right now. They're two for 20 on movies and series is combining with their 30% off. Flogging DVDs and Blu-rays for $7 each. Go footy. Go movies. <laughs> <laughs> Have we talked about that on the show before? What? The JB Hi-Fi deals? Or yeah. Go Footy Go Maybe. Movies. Surely. That's that's good. That's good intel. Yeah. Thank you, that's Alex. That's good intel. That is I, it, I think I've got to I think I've got to go to JB. I fight tomorrow I um I get paid uh at time of recording tomorrow, at time of listening yesterday, so let it be known. I've bought something fucking stupid, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to get well, in Was co- it Barbie and Oppenheimer are both out at, right now? Uh, I don't know if Oppenheimer's out yet. I think it came out this week. Jesus Christ. There's a lot of juice around right now. There's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. And if you want to get around us and let us know, send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. Find us on our Instagram. It's at howgoodsfootypod. You will see the photo of the Shrine of Sadness. Uh, it's also, you can just follow us there. It's where we're doing stuff. We are on Twitter at howgoodsfooty, but don't worry about that. Yeah. Or you can find us individually. I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm a Carney from 55. And I'm at Douche 13. Good luck this weekend, boys. Uh, there is a team that I would like to see win. I will be keeping that close to my chest. Thanks, Joel. It's Brisbane. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I hope that both of you know happiness in the future. Sean, good luck, mate. Thanks, Tom. You too. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.